everybody. He's Clark. I'm Eddie. She's Ellen. No, no, wait, that ain't it. He's Rusty. She's Christy Brinkley, the, the Ferrari girl. I'm the Wally World Guard. The Vikings may not be on vacation this week, but I we aren't because this is Vikings Report. Drew and Ted. Drewster, how are you? Hey, underpants. Hey. Yellow. Ah! It's friendly. Okay. I'm okay. Don't you want to look at the Grand Canyon? It's educational. It's great. And most of all, it's fun. The dog went on the picnic basket. This summer, when you think vacation, think National Lampoon's <laughs> Vacation. Hey, Ted Glover! Five and one going into the bye week. How are you? You ready to a little football in a movie tonight? What do we got going for episode 76? Episode 76, we have got National Lampoon's Vacation, which is one of those oh. all-time classic comedy movies. <laughs> Chevy Chase. Talk about the one-liners and that, huh? Yeah. I think it's a damn fine automobile, but, you know. Whatever. <laughs> this is the new Wagon Queen family truckster. This is a... This is a damn fine automobile, if you want my honest opinion. Beats the hell out of the sports wagon, but I want to make you happy, huh? Davenport! <laughs> Chevy Chase. I'm not sure if he's related to Jamar Chase. I'll have to look into that. I'm, you know, not certain. It might that. be just a relative. You never know with, like, 23andMe and all that stuff out there. These days. Yeah, yeah, anything's possible. Thanks for joining us tonight, folks. Everybody, yeah, thanks for joining us. Please like and subscribe. Or ring the bell for notifications, all that good stuff. Yes, yes. Ruby, how you doing tonight? Five and one, baby. Hey! Here's Cook. Galvin Cook picks Uh-oh. up a first down, still going. Inside the 30. Cook inside the 10, the 5. Touchdown. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you for making me Christy Brinkley because she's hot. Christy Brinkley. Well... Are you going to go for it? Have you seen her on Parks and Rec? She's still she is, hot. She yeah. has a smoke show. She's closing in on 70. Yes. She is an absolute still hot. smoke show. You know what Chevy Chase said about that movie, working with her on that movie? No, what? It was like being outside on a hot day and you're holding an ice cream cone you can't lick. <laughs> That's what he said about working with Christy Brinkley. Good old Chevy. We got a great show ahead again, as always. It's the bye week, so we got a couple things cooked up. We're going to talk about the state of the NFC and the NFC North in particular, but we're going to hit hit on the whole conference. Everybody's saying NFC's not that good. Well, are they? Aren't they? Are the Vikings lucky to be 5-1? and one? Are they kind of right where they should be? All that kind of stuff. We got a hashtag, nobody cares about your fantasy team. We got our super toe challenge. We got Drewster's millions, and I'm fading fast. I got to do something big. I gotta. I'm thinking. I'm thinking about these bets. It's a special. It's a special betting week for Drewster's millions. I'll tell you about it when we get there. You must have got manure for your brains. Yeah. Well, I'm from out of town. So. You won both contests this week, Glover. I did. I did. Yeah. Good job for you. Good job. You won fantasy and you won super toe. I'm the king of the world, baby. Sorry, I'm the king of the world. Hold it. Hold it. Hold I'm it. Hold it. Hold it. You're not that pretty. I'm a bad man. <laughs> for our preview this week, what we're going to do something different is since there's no game, we're going to pull out the rest of the schedule and Drew and I are going to kind of go down and kind of make a determination where we think the Vikings will end up. And Drew has 
out of the vault our original predictions when the live schedule show came back out in May. Uh, yeah. Compare that to what we said then and what we what we have now. We also got uh, trivia. We got a jam-packed show. Before we get going, look, we'd like you to go over to purplepainforms.com. Purple Pain Forms, they are the, the official message board for Vikings Report. Drew and Ted, we are the official podcast. Great site, great community to talk Viking stuff. They've got Purple Pain accountability. They got their pick six contest. If you win that contest, you can be on this show and you win a ticket to a Vikings game next year, which is pretty cool. Just about any topic you want to talk about it. You don't have to deal with the toxicity of social media. Yeah. PurplePainForums.com. And with our game shows and all that stuff, what we do, you can head on over to VikingsReport.com, our website. We did a great job getting that. You can make all your contest entries over there. You can check out the Vikings Report Prize Vault for prizes we give away throughout the season and the prizes that you may be eligible for if you won our contests. Just great stuff. Ruby's done a great job. You, you can link to our social media profiles, our, uh, our Zazzle, uh, just a lot of stuff over there. Link to Purple Pain Forums as well. So check out those two sites. Yes, yes, and get signed up for these contests. These are important weeks, these midweeks. Yeah, yeah, with, with teams on buys and, and players not, you can't use some players you think you can. It's it's starting to become a challenge for, for us to pick these teams and see who's going to win and all that. Quick shout-out for me for yeah. Reggie, Reggie Adams. He's a good dude. Get this. Sunday morning, I'm up early because it's football day. Uh-huh. I got a message from Reggie like 5.15 a.m., and he's all, dude. I want to make sure I got my picks in for the Super Toe. And I'm thinking, oh, this guy's a real fan. <laughs> it's early morning, and he's making sure he's got his picks in for the, the contest to go to the website. Reggie, you are you are supportive of this show, and we thank you. Barbecue Smokehouse King, numero That's uno right. fano. Yes. So we got a whole lot going on. I can't wait to get to it. But before we do, mm, I'm cooler than you are. So why don't you fix your little problem, Ted Glover, and light this candle? He's right. Why don't you light this holiday road and light this candle? <laughs> yes. Resume the countdown. All right, I'm cooler than you are. Why don't you fix your little problems and light this candle? He's right. Let's light this candle. He surely is. Light the candle. Yes. Resume the countdown. <laughs> Bang! Let's go. <laughs> We're off and running. We got a five and one football team, and we are excited to talk about it. And we are excited you are here. Yes, we are. Let's talk about the five and one Vikings in the NFC North. Okay. Vikes lead the division essentially by three games when you include the tiebreaker over Green Bay. It's three and three. The Bears are two and four. And the Lions are one and five. Drew, I wanna I wanna take you back in time. Uh <laughs> January of this year, some 10 months ago, the Bears hired a guy by the name of Ryan Poles to be their general manager. I don't know if you remember, but Ryan Poles said something that could become infamous. He's a very dynamic speaker. He's like very Belichickian when he was in front of a microphone. And they asked Ryan, well, what are you going to do? We're, we're going to take back the, the, the North and uh, never give it back. We're going to take the North and never give it back. We're going to take back the North and we're never going to give it back. When does he plan on doing that? <laughs> <laughs> he ain't had a good start for doing that. You better get your shite together. Like, like the only North Ryan Poles is in danger of giving back is the North Face jacket he bought on the Miracle Mile last month, and it doesn't fit. Because his football team sucks. She's not fine, Clark. 
She's dead. You take her back. Nobody's NFC North. Come on, <laughs> shut up. Shut up, you nitwit. Sit down and shut up. And here's the thing. Now, we sort of said, hey, this is going to be fascinating to watch unfold because Pulse has gone with the full, full blow it up and rebuild the Bears. I get that they're going to struggle. I'm, I'm kind of making fun of him for that take back the North comment, but he does look kind of dumb for saying it right now. But like their whole goal is to clear like a hundred million dollars in cap space and then go in on their rebuild next year. Are you buying them turning things around because they're because they're not a good football team. I mean. Justin Fields, let's face it, Justin Fields, as much as it pains me to say this because he played at Ohio State and I love the guy, he stinks. He just absolutely stinks. Well, he stinks there. He doesn't stink as a quarterback. They're not running the right offense for him, Ted. I agree. That, I agree there. They're, yeah. make, they're trying to make Fields a, a pocket passer, and he's not a pocket passer. No. They needed to come in, the new regime, and say, we're going to run the offense around what Fields does well rather than changing Fields. I can't believe they missed the boat on that. He has not been good, but a lot of it is that system, that offensive line. Yeah, that, their O-line has been absolutely terrible. So the Bears Bears fans, they're already looking at mock drafts for this day. <laughs> not even Halloween yet, bro. Not even Halloween, and they're firing up their mock drafts in here. <laughs> Who are we getting in the first round? <laughs> it's a quest. It's a quest for fun. I'm going to have fun, and you're going to have fun. <laughs> Over in Green Bay. Yeah. You know what? For for 30 years, the Green Bay Packers have had Hall of Fame quarterback play, Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers. And I think for maybe only the second or third time in that whole era, they've started off three and three. And now all the Green Bay fans want to blow it up and start over. And I say, blow it to kingdom come, <laughs> you entitled little brats. My God, three and three, it's the end of the world. I got a good friend who follows that team from Wisconsin like we follow the Vikings. He's a yeah. matter of fact, he's my FedEx driver. He has been for 10 years. Okay. Great, great dude, great friend. We talk a lot of football. And they have an ESAT Nation, too, because he watches the show. Oh, does he? He, he okay. laughs about ESAT Nation. Everything sucks all the time. He says the, the Packers have the same thing. Right now, their fans want to fire LaFleur and get Mike Zimmer in there. That's what he told me. And he's dialed into all the podcasts. And he's a big Packers guy, follows all that stuff. And I'm thinking, first off, I'm for that. Go ahead and do that. That's yeah. fine by me. But yeah. I guess the same thing goes on over there. It just it feels different in Green Bay. It feels a little different. Like, you know, they, they play bad for a couple of weeks, but you know they're going to bounce back and, and charge forward. But, they, yeah. you know, that was Defonte Adams, Zadarius Smith, Clay mm -hmm. Matthews. Mm -hmm. You knew they were coming at you full force. If they played bad a couple of weeks, you know they were going to turn it around. This feels way different with Green Bay. It does. It, it feels like the wheels are off. Not the wheels. They're not. I don't think they're off yet. They're They're right there. I'm not sold on the Green Bay Packers wide receivers. I think Aaron Rodgers looks very mortal. I don't think he's played a really good game yet. They got owned by the Jets. They got pushed around by the Jets. They did. Well, they got pushed around by the Vikings in week one, too. Yes, they did, Ted. Yes, they did. They got at the line of scrimmage, got pushed around, got pushed around in the secondary. 
I find it just delicious oh. that, that the Packers fan base is suffering because for a, a large chunk of this fan base for Green Bay, they've never known failure. You and I grew up when the Packers were terrible. They were so terrible, they've had to play half their home games in Milwaukee to meet, make ends meet because nobody wanted to go to Green Bay. We used to dust them weekly in the 70s. Yeah. So what I want to do for you Packers fans that may be watching, uh, I'm going to have Ruby put this graphic <laughs> up now. It's All-American Field, whatever the hell they're calling the Brewer Stadium in Milwaukee, and it's set up for football watching. Now, when the Packers <laughs> suck again, now put the graphic up, Ruby, if you haven't already, and you guys might want to figure out where you want to sit when you have to go to Milwaukee because when you're 5-12, and 12, nobody's going to want to drive to your little cow town to watch a bad football team stink up in a glorified high school football stadium with aluminum seats and no backs. So figure out where you're going to sit in Milwaukee County Stadium or whatever they're calling it now. I'm an owner. I'm an owner. The team from Wisconsin and Denver are probably the two biggest disappointments this season so far. Yeah. Speaking of Denver, I don't want to get off on a tangent, but aren't you glad the Vikings avoided GM oh. George Payton? <laughs> that was as bad as, oh, the dog took a leak on the sandwiches. <laughs> oh, God. The dog went on the picnic basket. <laughs> and then rolling back to the NFC North, finally you've got the Detroit Lions. And I, I was... I was higher on them, I think, than you were coming into the season. I was definitely seeing improvement, and I kind of had it in the back of my mind. They might be a late sleeper uh -huh. for a run for the division. And they started out the first few weeks, you know, showing their grit and showing their new change and showing that they mean business. The last two weeks, it just reverted back to the old Lions. What is wrong with the Lions? Do you know what the, who the Lions remind me of? The Minnesota Vikings in 20 and 2021. They've got a pretty good offense. They've got a terrible defense. I think the Lions are either first and second in points in the NFL on offense and dead last in defense in just about every category. So they remind me of the Vikings in that, in that regard. And they also remind me of the Vikings in their coaching staff, not putting their players in position to win. Uh, I mean, Dan Campbell's a nice guy, gives you a good soundbite every week. But I'm starting to think that being a head coach he might not be suited to be a head coach. The Vikings were, were fortunate to win that game against the Lions early earlier this season when they, they scored less than a minute to go. That was off some dumb, dumb coach decisions by Dan Campbell. Yes, very much. It seems he makes those just about every week. Is it the coach or is it the Lions? Who has been successful in Detroit? I mean, Wayne Fonts has been the best Detroit Lions coach in my lifetime, I think. And, and that was like, what, 35 years ago? Wayne, there's two minutes left in the game. Do you want to go for it on fourth down? Hold on. I got a hot dog on the way. <laughs> it's fourth and four, fourth and 14. Give the ball to Barry. It'll get the first down. <laughs> Detroit is jinxed. They're playing worse by the week, which is not good. They are. And so that leaves the Vikings sitting at five and one. And Drew already mentioned ESAT Nation. If you're kind of new to the show, that means everything sucks all the time. ESAT fans that can't be made happy. And there's, there's still a sizable contingent of Vikings fans that think this is a mirage and, and the five and one is a joke and they got no business being five and one. And I just, you know what? Go eat a pissed on sandwich from the dog. Honestly, please go.
go eat a dog's pissed on sandwich. Because you know what? I want to go swimming with Christy Brinkley at 5 and 1. That's what I want to do. Wow. This feels great. <laughs> go for it, man. Go eat a pissed on sandwich. <laughs> no doubt, Tad. I mean, they got, we can get into it a little bit and talk about the whole, all the details of getting to 5 and 1. But getting to five and one is the important thing. Yes. Yes, it is. And so when you look at the Vikings and you compare them to the rest of the teams in the NFC North, and I'd still argue Green Bay is still Minnesota's biggest challenger in the division. Sure. And I, I have a feeling it's, it's something's going to happen where it's going to be a battle. The way Green Bay's playing and the way Minnesota's playing, do you see the Packers catching up to the Vikings? If, if Injuries and all, all things remain equal for the most part. I still feel they're going to be right there with us at the end, Ted. Okay. I do. It seems like Green Bay's got a bunch of problems right now when we're riding high. But all it takes is a few games of going the wrong way, and, you know, we're going to be in a battle with them. It, you know, I've been watching the NFC Norris, as I call it, from old Pete Axelm days and Chris Berman. I've been watching this for 50 years. The last 30, like you mentioned, you got to be ready for the Packers. I mean, they're going to do something to make a move. they got Aaron Rodgers, and he mm-hmm. pulls games out of his ass. So... I don't know. It's certainly not insurmountable. The next six weeks are going to tell a lot about what this football team is because we have some tough games coming up. You know what I think they've done? They've set themselves up for a little bit of wiggle room, though, with the five and one start. Yes. Not three and three, you know, and this is as good a start as as Kevin O'Connell wanted, I would imagine. I I would think so. And, you know, like the last two or three years, the Vikings started off to the point where they had no room for error by like week five or six. They couldn't afford to drop a game because they drop games they shouldn't have. So far this year, the Vikings, I would argue, have probably won a game or two. A lot of people didn't think they would. And so they have themselves a little cushion. And I'm kind of looking at the Packers' schedule. They got three straight road games. They go to face the Washington Commanders. They're on the road at Buffalo, and they're on the road at Detroit. And then they're home against Dallas and Tennessee. And then they go on the road to Philadelphia. So, like, the next six games for Green Bay, I, I could very easily see them going two and four. The next six weeks will determine the NFC Norris champion. I, I think so, too. And that kind of leads us to the Vikings. And I just think they've set themselves up in, in a really good position to sort of take over this division coming out of the bye. We're going to go over their schedule here in a little bit. But they've got a chance to come out of the bye strong with with two, three, four wins in the first five games coming out of the bye. And that could put the division away if things fall the way they're, they're seem, they seem to be trending right now. Sorry, folks, park's closed. On the pro level, Ted, it seems to me that more games are decided by teams that implode than teams beating teams. I see more games decided by teams beating themselves, like the, the Miami game with the Vikings. Yes. And what does that come down to? Crucial handful of plays. Crucial handful of plays, and I would also argue coaching. You and I have been doing shows either here or over with our buddy Dave on, on the Climbing the Pocket Network or wherever. In my writing and um, when I was writing for the Daily Norseman, everything else, I have said this almost my entire blogging life. The NFL is built for every team to have 8-8 eight and eight or 500 talent. They just are. Every team is flawed in some area. Every team has above-average players in some area. And the difference, with the exception of one or two teams at maybe the very top, and one or two teams at the very bottom, like, you know, maybe Carolina or, or the Bears right now, compared to, like, Buffalo and Philly. Right. Just about everybody else has the same 
very close to the same level of talent. And the difference between 12 and 5 and 5 and 12 is coaching and execution on game day. And I'll tell you what, the Vikings did not have that the last two or three years, and they've they've got it now. At least they got the coaching. They're working on the execution, and I think it's it's still uneven, but they're figuring out a way to win. And I think it was Harrison Smith that said maybe a couple weeks ago, look, we're still learning how to win uh, and, and still learning this system. And, and it's, it's a lot fun learning this while you're winning than it is learning this system and losing. How many times on social media have you heard this? We don't win that game last year. I think it's just about every single win. If if the same circumstances, you know, played out, all things being equal, and it was the previous staff versus what we have now, this team would be one and five. I think so too. Or maybe two and four. But they would not be five and one. I guarantee you that. The last thing I want to mention about the NFC North is, is Aaron Rodgers. There was a report, you know, a, a verified reporter guy on Twitter that said he's heard on, on very good authority this will be Aaron Rodgers' last year. And if the Packers go out and don't make the playoffs and then Rodgers retires, that really is going to put that franchise in a state of transition they haven't seen in a long time because I, I don't care what you say, Jordan Love. Uh, he's, he's Jordan not Love is not Aaron Rodgers to Brett Favre. You're not going Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame to Hall of Fame. They're going to need to get another guy. He's not even Courtney Love. <laughs> what, what's going on with Courtney Love these days, Ted? I, I don't know. She killed Kurt Cobain. Allegedly. Allegedly. That's you. Allegedly. <laughs> it is my own personal opinion oh. that there was something nefarious with Kurt Cobain's death and the Courtney Love may or may not have been evolved. Oh, there Allegedly. Then the guy that had information got run over by a train. Weird <laughs> how that happens. <laughs> Look, I told you I was sorry. It really was an accident. All right, last question before we move on to, to our, our next segment. Do you think the Vikings' 5-1 and one start is a fluke? No. I do not believe so either. And again, I go back to my coaching theory. Good coaches put their teams in position to win the game, and they put their players in position to make plays. And the Vikings have done that. I would argue the, the Vikings in that Monday night loss the, the coaching staff defense, the second half played very well, and they put the Vikings in position to at least come back and get in the game. They had plays set up, largely Kirk threw a couple bad interceptions in the end zone, which which caused that game to slip away. So I think the, the Vikings have it, have it right with their coach. They've got it right with their GM. Everybody was mad. You know, the Bears fans were chirping, we stole your GM. Yeah, yeah, I don't see a whole lot of chirping right now. <laughs> For only six weeks in the NFL, they've learned some lessons. They have. And one thing we talked about after we did, they, they did the post game of that Eagles show on Vikings Report Rewind with Chris Gates. One thing we talked about was how do you come back from an ass whooping like that? Mm -hmm. Is it going to carry over to week three and week four and week five? It didn't happen. Did not. Also, we had the 21-3 lead on the Bears. Not just a lead, dominating. And then the Bears ended up fighting back and taking a lead 22-21. to did that define us? No, we figured out a way to pull it out. That's another learning experience, blowing leads. So O'Connell's learning, you know, when I get my ass whipped, week two, I got to learn from it. When a team comes back on me, I got to learn from it. So the Vikings are learning as they're going. You know, it's not, it's not a fluke, Ted. They put themselves in positions to win these games. Yeah, th they have. It reminds me kind of the, the part in the movie in Vacation where – where the, where the cop pulls them over and they tie their dog to the, to the bumper. 
you know, like Zimmer would just drive the car and not pay any attention to what was going on with the dog. Poor Sparky. Poor Sparky. He must have hung on for six, seven miles. Poor little guy. Probably kept up with you for a mile or so. Tough little mutt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so anyways, right now, yeah, it's time for hashtag nobody cares about your fantasy team. Rules for hashtag nobody cares about your fantasy team are pretty simple. Drew, Ruby, and I each week are going to pick one quarterback, one running back, two wide receivers, and one tight end. Once we pick them, they're done for the year. We can only pick those players one single time. We will not be allowed to pick any of the Thursday night game players at all. And we're using our standard PPR scoring format. So you look at our fantasy teams and you tell us in the comments below or on our website, vikingsreport.com. Ruby will have a section on the website each week for our fantasy team segment and you can put your entry there. If you win, you get two pretty cool prizes. Trucer, what are those two cool prizes? A vintage, vintage John Randall jersey and a Vikings plaque. Two really cool prizes. So again, look at our fantasy teams and the comments below on this show. Put in who you think, Team Toonses, Team Ted, Team Drew, either here or go over to vikingsreport.com. You put your entries in there. Who won last week? Ted Glover won with 82 points. His first win of the season. Finally got on the board. If you voted for Ted Glover, then you get a point this week and you move up in the standings closer to the prize. That's right. All right. So, Ruby, right now, she's going to put this week's fantasy team up on the screen. Go ahead and make your picks. And you can either put your team selection in the, in the YouTube comments below here or go over to vikingsreport.com and put your entries in there. Pick my team. It's going to win this week. No, it's not. All right. So that's hashtag nobody cares about your fantasy team. Our next contest is uh, our Super Toe Challenge. Hey, Drew, who won Super Toe Challenge last week? Ted, you won everything last week. You are king. You are ah, El Capitano. I am the king of the world. I'm the king of the world. <laughs> This is separate from our hashtag nobody cares about your fantasy team segment. Just pick a kicker. The one you think is going to score the most points between the kicker, Ruby, Drew, and I pick. And you get that many points. And the person that has the most points at the end of the season wins. And you get points whether you finish first, second, or third. If my kicker gets 20 points, Drew's get 15, and Ruby's get 10, you get that amount of points every week. Some weeks you'll be in third, some weeks you'll win. But whoever has the most points at the end of the season wins the Super Toe Challenge Contest. And we got a couple of cool prizes for the Super Toe Challenge Contest as well, Drew. What are they? We got a set of vintage Fred Cox football cards. Freddie's the greatest kicker we ever had. And the leather Vikings football. So for this, it's again, pretty simple. In the comments below, just pick a kicker between the one Drew, Ruby, and I pick, or on our vikingsreport.com website, you'll have a section there for the Super Toe Challenge entries every week. And if you have the most points at the end of the season, you're our Super Toad Challenge winner. Now, now! Even though it's the song. Look at that, Ruby. <laughs> All right, so those are the rules for Super Toad Challenge. 
the way it's been going, so the, the person that finished third last week between us three picks first this week. So, Ruby, who do you have for your Super Toe Challenge kicker this week? Daniel Carlson. Drew, who do you got? I got that mayor guy from the Cowboys. I'm going to go with the old Wiley vet, Robbie Gould from San Francisco. I guess you're not going back-to-back with Super Toe this week. <laughs> yes, yes, I am. <laughs> All right. What we're going to do now is we're going to take a break. We're going to come back with Dooster's Millions, our preview, and then our trivia. Come look at the lights. Dinner's going to get cold. You get it. They're Christmas lights. You want to hurry this up, Clark? I'm freezing my baguettes off. Be nice, Dad. Come roll, please. <laughs> Joy to the world. Another dud. Hey, hey. I'll check the turkey. Incredible, Dad. Wow. <laughs> I used to have a Mustang back when cars made sounds. The all-new, all-electric Mustang Mach-E. Joy to the world. I love that new car smell. I think those are pine needles, Dad. Stupid. We're so we're dumb. Just so monumentally dumb. <laughs> All right, we are back for Drewster's Millions, and I—I uh, I told you at the beginning of this season, I, I'm not a good gambler, and it's—it's kind of playing itself out now. Uh, have faith in yourself, Glover. Come on, come on, Smitty. <laughs> Build a lead because starting week nine, I get to start betting. Yeah. So this week is an over/under special. Ruby's going to yep. put all the games up on the board, and it's me to pick either over or under. And I believe I have – I'm down to 230 bucks. I'm kind of way behind. You're at 230, Ted. Now, this is the week to start on it. Okay. So, I got Detroit at Dallas. The over-under is 48 and a half points. I'm going to pick the over on that, and I'm going 30 bucks. The Jets at Denver. The under is 40. I'm about as, as sure of that as I am of just about <laughs> any bet I've ever made. I'm going to take the under on the Jets-Denver game, and I'm going $60 on that. And you, you threw me a college bone this week. The Iowa Hawkeyes, who have set offensive football back 75 years against the Ohio State Buckeyes, my favorite team. The over-under on that is 50.5. I'm going to hammer the over on that because I don't think anybody can stop Ohio State's offense. And they'll hang, I think they'll hang 50 on their own. Iowa will get a safety late in the game. That'll be 52. That'll put it over. And I am going to bet $70 on that. Let it loose. You're going Christy Brinkley tonight. And then on the other two games are Atlanta-Cincinnati. The over-under is 47.5, and the Seahawks-Chargers is 51.5. I'm not going to bet on those games. I'm going to save those. You also gave me a free $25 to bet. So the prop bet is I have to pick in order. Which of the following quarterbacks will have the most passing yards to the least passing yards between Tom Brady, who plays Carolina, Justin Herbert, who plays Seattle, and Patrick Mahomes, who plays San Francisco? I'm going to say Mahomes has the most yards, and then I'm going to go with Brady, and then I'm going to go with Herbert because I think that that rib injury is still bugging him a lot. That's Drewster's Millions. We'll see how I do. 185 plus 40. You got the three-team. You only oh, bet yeah. three. If you get the three-team sweep, it's 40 bucks extra. All righty. So we'll see. We'll see there. So that is Drewster's Millions for this week. Stay tuned to see if I can get to 1000 bucks. 
normally in this part of the show, we'd have our preview segment. Robert W. Farnsworth would introduce it, but even Robert's got the week off. So we're going to slide over here, and, and Ruby's going to put up our, our big board that we normally do for previews. And instead of the, the different categories we look at between the teams, she's got all the different remaining games the Vikings have. And Drew and I are going to go through each week pretty quick and, and give you an idea of where we think the Vikings are going to end up. So coming out of the bye, Sunday, October 30th, at home against the Arizona Cardinals. Drew, how do you see that game playing out? I called 6-1 and one before Halloween, and they can't get to 6-1 and one unless they beat Arizona. Arizona is definitely beatable. they got a lot of problems. They're not coached very well. Vikings. I've got that as a win as well, and I've got to move into 6-1. and one. The, the following Sunday, they are at the Washington Commanders and embattled owner Dan Snyder. Feels like the owners are starting to gang up on him and, and, and kick him out of the NFL. Why is he still around? I don't know. So that's terrible. So, so are the are the commanders going to rally and win one for the Gipper? You know, I I was impressed by the commanders' defense. I think they have a really good defense. Mm-hmm. But this this falls into that category. If the Vikings want to make a run, you got to beat the commanders. Yep. So I have this as a win. I put faith in O'Connell, and I think Washington's really as every week goes by. So goes their luster to play good football. So, yeah, I agree. I think this is a win, and I, I think the Vikings make a statement coming out of the bye, going to 7-1. and one. So we're at 7-1 and one right now. You and I have them at 7-1, and one, and now what I would argue the very tough portion of the schedule starts hitting. Yes. The next week, Sunday, November 13th, they go on the road, Orchard Park, the Buffalo Bills. Who do you got? I got Buffalo, 7-2. and two. The Vikings are going to have to play not only a perfect game, they're going to have to have three or four turnovers. The way we're playing right now, we can't beat Buffalo. No, too inconsistent. I will say, if the Vikings somehow manage to beat the Buffalo Bills, I think they become the clear front runner in the NFC. I'm not saying they're going to beat Buffalo. I mean, they lost to Miami. Like, even the Buffalo Bills had a stinker of a game. They lost in Miami, something the Vikings did not do. They beat the Bills on the road in Buffalo? Yeah. We're the cream of the crop in the NFC. Just give Kevin O'Connell Coach of the Year award right then. But, no, I've got them losing, 7-2. and two. Okay. The following week, they're at home against the Dallas Cowboys. Dak Prescott will probably be well on his way back by then. We've played several games. I like the Vikings in that game. I, I really do. You know, it seems like we owe Dallas, don't we? We lost to Cooper Rush, and then we yeah. lost to Dalton. I mean, we lost some games to them we shouldn't have lost. Mm-hmm. We're at home, and I think if they do lose to Buffalo – they got that refocus factor, Ted. And mm-hmm. I think O'Connell does have a good – he had a good refocus after the after the Philadelphia loss coming back and playing Detroit. So I'm going to put that down as a win, but I'm going to put it down as the toughest game we have to play all season. Even over the Buffalo game? Even over the Buffalo game. Because wow. our matchup against Dallas's defense is going to be tough to move the football. It's tough. They put on a pass rush. Micah okay. Parsons following the Delvin Cook around the field. It's going to be tough to move the ball. The Vikings' defense is going to have to play. They can't give up 458 to Dallas. They're going to have to play really well to win that game. But I think I'm going to put them down as a win for that because I I kind of feel we owe Dallas a little bit, and I just think we're going to win. All right. Then they have a quick turnaround. They play the Thanksgiving nightcap game November 24th at home. I think it's the first time the Vikings have ever had a home Thanksgiving game, and they, they play the New England Patriots. How do you see that game? Win. I do too. Nine and two. New England's a good team, but they're not set up to stop Justin Jefferson at all. No, I don't I don't think so either. 
now they've got a fairly long layoff, and they uh, find themselves at home again on Sunday, December 4th against the New York Jets. I, I don't think they're just going to run the table. I think this is going to be a letdown game, and I, I, I've got them as a loss. I think the Jets, I mean, they went into Lambeau, and like you said earlier, they whipped the Packers. They dominated the Packers. I'm going to go with the Jets on this one, 9-3. and three. The Jets are really playing well, aren't they? This is our third game of a homestand, so I could see a little bit of a letdown there. I think the quarterback for the Jets is going to be walking into a little bit of a buzzsaw. The Jets have a great defense. I have the Vikings down for a win for this game. Okay. After that three-game homestand, they hit the road at Detroit. I think the wheels are, are going to have finally come off at that point by the Lions. I think the Vikings win that game, go to 10-3. and three. I have a win there also. Sunday, December 18th, home against the Indianapolis Colts. Drewster? I got this game as a win. I do too. Christmas Eve. They have another home game against the New York football Giants. I'm putting that one down as a loss. I just don't see the Vikings running the table and going on a, a four or five game winning streak the second half of the year. I, I've got that as a loss, 11 and four. Just because we've owned New York for the last 10 years. <laughs> man, this is a tough one to call. Giants are the real deal, but I'm going to put it down as a win. Sunday, January 1st at Lambeau Field against that team from Wisconsin. I'm going to say the Vikings can clinch the division. I'm going to say that's a win. I think the Vikings will be ready to play, and I've got that as a win. I got that as a loss. Okay. At Lambeau, making us 13-3. and three. I got 13-3 and three right now. All righty. And then finally, the last game of the season, Sunday at Chicago. Weird stuff happens in Chicago. I think the Vikings will have clinched the division. I don't think they will be able to improve their playoff positioning, and so I think they're going to rest their starters. And it's going to be a throwaway game, and I've got it down as a loss at 12-5. and five. Exactly the reason I got it as a loss. Get <laughs> the starters, the yep. Bears, it'll be their Super Bowl because they'll be like 3-13 and 13 by then. Yeah. It'll be a big game for them. They'll pull it out. And the Vikings will go into the playoffs with two losses, and ESPN can say, they have two losses in a row. <laughs> they always do. How, how, how is that? Can we get the number one seed, Ted? I don't think so, no. Really? No. I don't see Philly losing, but I unless they get blasted with injuries. So three or four games? Three two games. or three games at the most. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't I don't see it happening. I think the number two seed is very much within reach, and that, that's cool, but they're, they're not going to get a bye. You're right. You're, you, that makes a lot of sense. All right. So 12 and 5. 13 and four. I believe when we did our live schedule show, schedule release show back in May, right here, I, I had the Vikings at nine and eight and sneaking into the wild card on the last game of the year. Right. You had them at what? 11 and six. And wild card or division winner? I still had division winner. Okay. Chris had them at five and one going into the bye, which is what they are. He also had 11 and six. Okay. I think they win the division. They at least have one home playoff game, if not two. All right, your Minnesota Vikings are going to win the, we, we think, we believe, the Minnesota Vikings will win the 2022 NFC North. And we're going to take back the North and never give it back. What's wrong with Ryan Poles? <laughs> Come on, dude. Next up, we've got trivia, and we will wrap the show up after that. Welcome to Tootsis Trivia. How are you guys doing? Hi, Tootsis. Hi, Tootsis. Hi. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing good. All right. So this week we have vacation. Who would you rather? And for the bye week, bye Felicia. Let's do it. 
All right, so if you get it right, Clark gets points. If you get it wrong, Rusty gets points. Okay. All right. All right, so Vacation, these are questions about the movie. So for 100, Cousin Vicky said that Daddy thought she was the best at what? French uh, kissing. French kissing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so gross. All right, the scenes inside the amusement park were shot where? Was it Disneyland? Great America? Six Flags. Oh, oh well. Rusty gets the points. Yes. All right, last one. Yes or no, was Clark justified in putting Aunt Edna on the roof? Yes. <laughs> of course he was. <laughs> that was one of the best parts of the movie. All right, who would you rather? This is basically exactly what it says. Who would you rather? Who would you rather have as a head coach? Clark Griswold or Clark Kent? Clark Kent, because he could be a player coach. Clark Kent. Clark Kent. All right. I said either one would be fun, so. So we win. I was going to give you the points no matter what. Thanks, dude. Tunsis, you're nice. American Graffiti Pretty Girl or Vacation Pretty Girl? Oh, it's Brinkley. Come on. It's Christy Brinkley, but no disrespect to Suzanne Summers because she was, she's a hammer. That's Suzanne Summers? Yeah. It is. Damn, dude. She looks good. Oh, meow, meow. Christy Brinkley. All right, well, either one would have right. Either meow, meow. All right, for 300, who would you rather have as Vikings OC, Anthony Michael Hall or Arsenio Hall? Anthony Michael Hall. Yeah? Uh, Rusty. I want Arsenio Hall because when they're bad, things that make you go. <laughs> so let's see. We'll give, I'll give me points and you points. All righty. All right, bye, Felicia. These are Viking players that we were happy to say bye to. All right, and 20 games started, this quarterback accumulated almost 4,000 yards passing, 24 touchdowns, and 22 interceptions. Got to ponder. ponder, I would think, right, Christian? Ponder. Tarvaris Jackson. Oh, wow. Rest in peace. Rest in DJ. peace, Tarvaris. 200. One of the biggest busts for the Vikings was this first-round DL out of Wisconsin. Oh, um... 2005 draft. Is that Underwood? No, he was Michigan State. Oh. Taking the same year Troy Williamson ended up with the Washington at the time, the Washington Redskins. Was it that uh, guy that starts with a C? No. Do, 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 I don't know, Ted. Give me a second. Give me a second. Oh, it's going to drive me nuts when you pop this name up. Erasmus James. Oh, oh my God. I knew it. I we should be fired it. from this podcast. We should be. That. All right, so I can win if you get this wrong. We're uh -oh. not going to get it wrong. This wide receiver out of Mississippi was the 39th overall selection in the second round in 81. He had three receptions since 29 yards in his entire career. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> 1981. Tony Bell is just sitting there screaming at his TV screen right now. Would it be Marty McDowell? Yes! Yes! Yeah. <laughs> All right, you guys win. That's the greatest answer in trivia <laughs> history right there. Oh, thank you, Toonses. Thanks, Toonses. All right, my friend, that puts episode 76 in the books. Yeah. Thanks so much for watching. Thanks so much for uh, commenting, subscribing, following our live game show, going to the website, going to purplepainforms.com, interacting there. Drew, thank you for just being awesome and funny and knowledgeable and, and, and making me laugh every week. Ruby, thank you for all the 
the producing and the and the prep you do for this show to make it what it is because without you we just we'd look even dumber than we are and that you probably think that's not possible but we would look a lot dumber than we really are <laughs> so thanks thanks so much for that no live post game show uh, on sunday because the vikings are on a bye we'll be back next week though so drew once again thanks for everything we'll try to do better the next time take us home buddy ted you're the best host in the business you make this so easy every week, man, doing this. It's, it's really, thank you for running this show. Get involved in the contest, people. Go to vikingsreport.com and get signed up for these contests because we got some fabulous prizes waiting for you at the end. Enjoy your bye week. Thanks, Tunes, for the trivia. We will see you on the flip-flop and say goodnight, Ted. Good night, Ted.